I can't really say like everyone should do X, Y, Z because everyone's different. You're going to have one person who is really strong, but stiff. There'll be another person could be the exact same age who is really mo- like really mobile and maybe hyper mobile, but not strong. Or you can have a blend of the two. But the goal is you want your strength and your mobility to match. And that's where you're going to prevent unnecessary injury and really bulletproof your life. And it depends on the goal. If I'm training an athlete versus someone who's just like, I just want to lose a little bit of weight and be able to play with my kids. Or if it's someone's like, I'm a professional golfer versus I'm a weekend golfer, right? But at the end of the day, yes, I think everyone should have a mobility practice. Welcome to the Superset Podcast, episode 22. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. I guess we should probably jump in and talk about our big contest. Yay! I guess we teased this in the last episode, I think. I think. It all blurs together. It does. But we are giving away a tonal. We are. Now, I know your first thought might be... You already have a tonal. Tom, Crystal, if we're listening to this podcast, we probably already have a tonal. Well, first off... Not Not necessarily. Not everyone who listens already has a tonal, like a lot of people are interested in tonal yeah and they're not sure and sometimes they use the podcast to check it out right and but then also maybe you could give it to a friend or donate it to somebody or you yeah. could just have a second tone you could have one on each floor <laughs> or you could buy a vacation home and then this could be the tonal for your vacation home that's true or maybe you already have a vacation home and we hate you i'm just kidding we <laughs> we're just jealous rest assured the hate comes from jealousy <laughs> Just to be clear. So I'm sure you can find someone in your life who would take a tonal off your hands. I am sure that is the case. So you buy entries. Yes. Into the contest. So you can get a free one. The fine prints on the website. And the website is theclipout.com slash win a tonal. Yes. Nice and easy. Theclipout.com slash win a tonal. And you can buy entries into it for as little as five bucks. That'll get you like 10 entries. And then 10 bucks, I think, gets you 30 and on and on and on. And if you want to throw a bunch of money at it, like you'll get way, you know, there's a, there's a value. Yeah. The more you buy. Yeah. And now I know the next question is people are like, is this just this all going to the Crystal and Tom Fund? No. Sadly, it is not. Uh, <laughs> instead, we're going to help the Make-A-Wish Foundation of the Greater Bay Area. And since Tonal was kind enough to donate the Tonal, and we should also say it's not just a Tonal, but it's 12 months of membership and and all of the smart accessories. So you get the whole kit and caboodle. The whole thing. You got everything and then you're good to go for a year. Yeah. So 100% of the proceeds go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation since, since Tonal was kind enough to donate the machinery and the membership. Then all the money goes to the cost. And we are super excited about this because we used to be wish granters. That is true. We did. For Make-A-Wish. And so it is near and dear to our hearts. We think it's a very cool organization. And I love the opportunity to team up with them again. And fun fact, each wish is an average of $10,000. So our goal 
is to raise $10,000. We'd love to be able to grant at least one wish. That would right? be amazing. That would be awesome. And as of this recording, we're well on our way. We've already raised over $6,200. So that's just in a few days. So swing on by and if, if you can and chuck some money in the hat. 100% of the money. Know that 100% of the money goes to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Super exciting. So what else do you have in store for people this week? We are going to talk about... Tonal is raising money like crazy. What does that mean? And we're also going to talk about the updates that have occurred to Tonal and all the new workouts that are coming out. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And of course... If you would be so kind as to leave us a review, you can also, if you just can't get enough of us, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash superset podcast, where you can stay up to date on things throughout the week or in between episodes or just say hi. Yeah, we like that too. That's nice. So uh, there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Look who's talking about tonal. Well, right now it looks like everybody's talking about tonal. Yeah. Because they announced their latest funding they did did you see how much they raised they raised 250 million dollars in a series e fund which it's series e that's my favorite of all the series <laughs> do you know what that means no it means that's their fifth round of funding so oh. maybe it's sixth yeah fifth a b c d e yeah fifth. okay so they gave it a different letter every time they raise funding ah, so it's a, it's a round of funding i hope they don't get to the 21st letter of the alphabet i'm gonna have to take my pants off and figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so this is really cool so 250 million dollars do we uh do we know where all that came from it looks like there were a uh, different investors so dragonier Participation with Cobalt Capital and then existing investors, including L. Catterton and Sapphire Ventures. There also were additional athlete investors. We have Drew Brees, Larry Fitzgerald, Maria Sharpova, Mike Tyson and Sue Bird all joining the Tonal community. How about that? So we'll have them all on as guests next week. Yeah. The this other, is a big giant Zoom call. But this is actually a ginormous deal because this means that with this valuation mm-hmm. or with this latest run funding, Tonal comes in at a new valuation of $1.6 billion. That means Tonal is now a unicorn. For people on YouTube, I'm making a unicorn horn. Yeah. You just look like a narwhal. Oh, sorry, because I'm fat. <laughs> no, because your hand was taking up the whole frame. Oh, I see. You couldn't see the finger. <laughs> but that's a very unique classification. Yeah. Um, no, very few companies hit it. And that is also something that Peloton hit back in the day. And I don't know if you've noticed or not. They're doing okay. They are. Well, the other interesting thing is that it tends to signal we're ready for an IPO. Gotcha. And this is kind of like what happens in the tech industry. Now, not everybody who hits unicorn status goes for an IPO. So who knows for sure? But there were several articles and little videos that came out this week afterwards, after Tonal had announced it, saying this kind of looks like we're going to go for an IPO. Right. So it sounds like... Ali Arati came right out and said, we're preparing, but there's no timeline. Yeah, there's no rush. And there's nothing that's been offered at this point. And there's a lot of people that are expecting that it'll come soon. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. The one article, I didn't I didn't realize that Amazon had money 
in tonal. Oh, I can't even keep track. But yeah, this one says that the one I just took oh, off the screen. I gotcha. think it was CNBC said that backed by Amazon. Oh, so well, how about that? That's pretty darn cool. They seem to know what they're doing as well. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. So I here's mean, another one from Market Real to Realist talking about their how it foreshadows an IPO. So they were all over the news as well. They should have been with that announcement. Yeah, there's so much happening in the space right now. Just a lot of money and it people seem to be kind of coming to the conclusion that strength is the next battleground in connected fitness. And I feel like Tonal is ahead of the game. Also, I think it's interesting that we've had all these backs that have started building. Mm. And according to this Cheddar article that you have pulled up right now, Tonal saying, we're going to take the IPO path. We're not going to rush in. We're not going to join a SPAC. And What's a SPAC? I can't remember what it stands for, but basically a coalition. It was, remember we talked, I believe it was on the Clip Out podcast, and we talked about how there was a group joining together. So there was a coalition that joined, and it included Beachbody and a couple of other companies that I I feel like there was a, there's a spin class in there, one of the spin yeah, ones. Yeah, that sounds and, um And so they're all joining together, and then they're going to take that entire company and go public with it. That's what they're saying they're going to do. Gotcha. And so basically, Ali Arati is saying, no, eh, we're not doing that. According to that article. Now, yeah. I haven't I haven't like sat down and talked with him. Sure. So but I think that my understanding is that he will be addressing the official tonal community soon. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. OK, and- well, we will watch the space. Mm-hmm. Super exciting news. Congrats to tonal. On becoming a unicorn. Yeah. I feel like we need a big unicorn icon right Does here. Hallmark make a card for that? I don't, I don't know. What think do you, so. What do you get somebody for that? I don't know. You like send a, everybody unicorn stickers? Maybe glitter? Maybe saddle? just like... Can maybe, you ride a unicorn? I don't think you can ride a unicorn. I don't think you're supposed to. Like they're just supposed to be majestic creatures. Maybe we just like send cards of glitter. I okay. think we could do that. People love to get glitter unexpectedly in the mail. Yeah, because when they open it, it goes yeah. everywhere. And then you get home from work and your your wife thinks you went to the strip club. <laughs> Have you had that happen, Tom? <laughs> Where did this glitter come from? Oh, the Tonal blog has an article about 18 workouts Tonal members swear by. Yeah. Did you check this out? I have not looked at this yet. So a lot of our members that you might recognize from the official tonal community Uh made the list like Coach Pablo right there at the top. (laughs) His class listed Michelle Kenyon Young, who was also on the podcast. Yeah. She swears by better body, better life from Coach Pablo. She says that this workout is all about supercharging your strength in between Tony Tonal's multi-week programs. It was also the first workout where she encountered front raises, which seemed impossible at first. Now she's gotten so much stronger. How about that? Yeah. And there's 17 more of these things. Yeah, there's tons of them and they're broken down. So you've got your strength, you've got your cardio, you've got core, you've got yoga, mobility and recovery all together. So this is a great list. Not to mention your meditation. Yeah. So I think the next one they should come out with to complement 18 workouts tonal members swear by, Mm -hmm. they should have 18 workouts tonal members swear at. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah, Now that (laughs) that is a different thing altogether. And I think that there would be quite a voting. (laughs) I think we need to put that to a vote in the community because I feel like I feel like people might fight over that. Yeah. 
Well, there's 18, right? Yeah, you got room for true. 18. That that's seems, true. We could get some compromise. Of course, people are already cussing. So <laughs> that might that be the best environment for compromise. Okay, that's that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Very cool, though. And I love seeing all the community members' names and, of course, seeing the instructors out getting called out for their awesome workouts. New feature. New tonal features. So they made some tweaks to the mobile app. They did. Now, whenever you can dig into your data. Okay. So on com- if you go to your workout activity page on the app and you look in your completed movements list, or also you can go under movements under explore. Okay. It doesn't matter though. Either way you get there, you go in and you look at the movement and you can see your own personal records for strength, power, and volume. It also gives you detailed data on the last time you performed the movement. So you can really start to dial in on where you had the highest numbers. Okay. So Um, you can watch your progression. Yes. Or regression. Yes. Over time. Exactly. And that means that you can also look at your average set power output. You can see how many total reps of a move you've done. So you can see how long it took you to complete that move as well. Now, the other cool thing that you get to do if you're an Apple Watch user Mm -hmm. is now they have your heart rate on the same screen as the one that allows you to turn the weight on and off. The weight on and off screen also has a plus and minus, so you can add weight right from your watch or subtract if you need to. Okay. So you can do all that on one screen. You can see your heart rate while you're doing it, which is great. What they should really do is add a feature where you could just, instead of increasing volume, you just increase your heart rate. (laughs) And then you don't got to do the cardio at all. You can just... (laughs) do that and just stand there you need to make friends with those data scientists (laughs) (laughs) i tried i tried to give out his venmo on the episode like come on he was like not so publicly yes (laughs) (laughs) so kate posted in the official tonal community which had everyone wondering what Kate's up to, well, that should be a new sweeper. <laughs> What's Kate up to? <laughs> yeah, well, it could apply to so many things. Yeah, I have a feeling it would get a lot of use. <laughs> Call me crazy. I think it probably would be her boss's new ringtone <laughs> for Kate. Yes. So, yeah, Kate posted this little gif, I guess, if you will, or a boomerang of her in the tonal studio. And it says, any guesses as to what I'm up to in the studio today? Let's have a good laugh. Wrong answers only. And then she put, could it be Coach Kate? So clearly she's not going to be teaching a class. But right. what is she She did up say to? wrong answers. So yes. if she answered that, I think we can assume that it's wrong. Exactly. Yeah. So I am very curious, though. Yeah. Because she's all dolled up. So she's filming for something. So what <laughs> could it be? Hmm. She's promoting her next tonal talk. <laughs> tonal talks. So there was a tonal talk. We always talk about the tonal talks that just happened <laughs> and the tonal talks coming up. And it feels a little navel gazing. But we were on the tonal talk. That we were. We were. It's, yeah, it was here, a lot of fun. I'll do it this way. That way, the, if you're watching on YouTube, the panel of us talking now is over my face. <laughs> that's easier for all parties concerned. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. They had a lot of questions about you, Tom, and what made you decide to use Tonal of all of your connected fitness products. So we went deep. We went very deep. It was. I mean, it was like a, like a full Superset episode, except... 
we were the ones being interviewed. Yeah, they turned Kate turned the tables on us. She's and, funny uh, that way. She is funny that way. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and she's she's a wonderful host. Yeah, so. it was a blast. So if you want to check that out, it's over on their YouTube channel, and we'll post it in our group and all that stuff. Yeah. And then there's another tonal talk. I'm surprised that they're continuing doing these. I just kind of figured after. Oh, like it was like ours, and then they're after just I did done. one, like you can't, like they'd just be like, "Well, we can't top that." <laughs> we can't. We or, can't. or like you did it so badly, or I they were like, it. they were like, never mind. Yes. let's move on. <laughs> it could. There's two ways to view oh, yeah. prisms through which to view that, <laughs> but uh, but they are continuing the series, so I didn't ruin it or crush it to that degree. And next time on April 21st will be Max Artsis. I hope I said that right. I think you did. And so he is going to talk to us about mixing modalities on the tonal. So if you've ever been curious, like, how do you mix different kinds of workouts into your routine? Then this is a really good tonal talk for you to listen to because there's more than one way to achieve that goal. So I think that if you didn't already know this, Max recently joined the tonal team. He is the coach development lead and he has spent much time in the past training other people. So he was seven years at Nike HQ as a master trainer and then more than a decade training and working with athletes in the Olympics, NCAA, the NFL, NBA, MLB, all the M's. Yes. So if you're hearing this before April 21st, you can go and leave questions like in the okay. little thread yeah. so that they'll get asked on April 21st. Awesome. And then if you're really setting your calendars for future tonal talks on April 28th, the aforementioned Ali Orati. Yeah, he's going to talk all about where the community is headed, not just the official tonal community, but like where tonal itself is going. It also says that you have the opportunity to bring the discussion there. So I don't know if they're going to have a thread where you're going to be able to like post the questions like you do for Max or, yeah. you know, anything ahead of time. But in all the tonal talks I've been, they have kind of a question and answer session at the end. So my guess is they will do that for Ali as well. So this this could be a really an important tonal talk mm -hmm. to attend from the standpoint that I think this is the first time he's officially addressing the tonal community members with all of the changes that just came up with the new round of funding and the IPO talk. And like, there's been a lot of people asking questions, things like, right. you know, can we get in on the IPO? I mean, and, and really they can't do that. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, 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 they have rules, right. you know, so yeah, so I don't, I don't think that's going to be a thing. Yeah, but, like, it's like, yes, you can get it on the IPO. Call your stockbroker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> but maybe we'll get a sense of what their overall plan is and kind of the direction that everything is headed. So I am excited about both of those tonal talks coming up. New tonal content. As always, so much new content so to, much. to spotlight. Yeah. There is a brand new program from Coach Pablo called Basic Body Split. So this is a beginner program and it utilizes an ascending pyramid scheme. So that's followed by high and then. Oh, don't get involved in a pyramid scheme. That's <laughs> well, I was referring to the reps. Oh, OK. So it's not coach, the kind. This next, this, <laughs> this next class is from Coach Ponzi. <laughs> no, no. I just used the wrong word. It's going to be ascending pyramids with that's how many reps that you're doing. Okay. And then also followed by higher volume sets. So the idea here is to challenge beginners to tire out their muscles as they're working out. 
So what the real goal is here, but you're also going to master pushing and pulling movements. Gotcha. In this program. And they're going to show you the right am way to do it. <laughs> anyway, there's also more yoga that just dropped new yoga, fast paced flow with coach Nikki. Uh, prenatal yoga. So, Tom, this one's for you. Labor <laughs> prep yoga, stamina with live low. Yeah. Okay. And then there's strength with live low for labor prep and then relaxation with live low. So, just kind of getting ready for baby to come. Oh. <laughs> there's something you're not telling me? No. Okay. I just like to mess with you because <laughs> you mess with me. And then if you haven't already had a chance to check out these, there's a new workout from Coach Liz Recovery. It's called Full Body Release. Which is how they ended up pregnant in the first place. (laughs) No. (laughs) And then there's a couple more new yogas that dropped a couple weeks ago since this last episode aired, though. And it was new yoga, a twist into bliss with Coach Nikki, new bar. So we have bar for mobility with Coach Francis and sweaty barbell blast with Coach Gabby. So lots of new programming. We have a another new tonal transformation. Yeah, this one is Douglas Goforth. I think that's how you say his name. Okay. It seems too easy. So I feel I know, like you're I might for the trick. I am. Right? Yeah. But <laughs> this is all about Douglas and how he has transformed. That's the trick. It's Douglas. <laughs> Douglas. You think it's Douglas? Yeah, you get so focused on the go forth. It ends up it's the Douglas that it's the Douglas Douglas that screws you up. <laughs> well, he found tonal and he found his why. You know, I think he feels like a lot of people do. I agree. That his biggest regret about tonal is not doing it sooner. The only regret he yeah. has about tonal is not buying it sooner. That's actually what he said. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't had a chance, you want to check out the new blog. These tonal transformations are a lot of fun and a great way to get to know the tonal community. And his visualization that he draws out, that's that's a lot going on there. Yeah. If you want to see that, you can check it out on the tonal blog or you can go to this part of the YouTube episode. <laughs> Doug's inevitable future. (laughs) He's got much bigger muscles on his stick figure. (laughs) Not really a stick figure anymore, then, is it? They don't have a name for a muscle figure. (laughs) Little guy front and back. Little guy front and back. (laughs) One of the tonal groups that's out there. Complete Training Crew has a new challenge coming up. They do. And so this entire group is all about taking cardio like Peloton and pairing it with Tonal. So it's a great way for those people who have both to kind of have a a program to follow. And Nicolette has actually been helping to create the challenge. And the second challenge that they're going to do starts on May 3rd. So I wanted to make sure that if if people are hearing this, that they get a chance to go out and, and check it out. Sometimes for whatever reason, they can't follow the official tonal community challenge. Right. And this is another good way to do it. Maybe they have more than one piece of equipment, so they want a different way to follow a challenge. So I highly recommend checking that out and seeing if it's a good fit for you. It's called the Complete Training Crew. The Tonal Community Giving Back. And just in case Tonal hasn't done enough for you with Make-A-Wish and us this month with our giving away a Tonal. Yeah. They're also going to do a virtual group workout. Yeah. And so it is April 24th at noon central. So that would be 10 Pacific and 1 Eastern. Okay. And that is going to be 
really cool because everybody who is part of it, Tonal is going to take $5 and donate it to make a wish on the behalf of the, like for Tonal. It's like, so if a person shows up, that's another five bucks. Another person shows up, that's another five bucks. And they're going to donate all that to make a wish. And then I'm not sure the time frame, but somewhere in there, it's also if you complete a family workout from Tonal and you post about it in Tonal's social media channels, Mm -hmm. they're also going to donate. How about that? So more to to look for and different ways to contribute to make a wish. Yeah, lots of ways to help make a wish this month with your Tonal. Yes. And we should also say that if you don't win the tonal, yes. if you're gonna if and if you're listening to us and you don't have a tonal yet and you're gonna buy one, we do have a promo code. We do. It's called the superset. So if you just type that in the promo code box, no spaces or anything, right. then that will get you a hundred dollars off of smart accessories when you buy the tonal. So uh, if you're not sure if you if you start listening to us, try and figure out if you want a tonal, there's a way to save a hundred bucks. Yep, totally. Checking in with the tonal team. So uh, joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is one of the newest Tonal instructors, Venus Lau. Hey, Venus, how's it going? How's it going? I am doing great. It's a sunny day here in L.A., and I'm excited to talk to you, too. Those are the only kind of days I have in L.A., right? Yeah. Do you guys ever have a, a not sunny day? Every once in a while, we have a day that's partially cloudy and <laughs> It's the most depressing day in LA. We are so spoiled. <laughs> yeah. And it's like we have when... we have maybe 10 semi cloudy days a oh year and then it's like you know, it's like nothing. Uh, it's still like s- s- kind of sunny compared to some places. Like when I've been to Portland, I literally went to Portland and when I was in the Uber, I asked the Uber driver how do you live here? It's so depressing. I'm like, I just landed. <laughs> it's so dark, cloudy. He's like, well, I save like a lot noon. of money on sunglasses. <laughs> I just I roll all that into my 401k. And that and sunscreen. Yeah. That great? I think the one time it rained in LA was when we had, what was it? Tickets to Disneyland, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We were just... it, did ra- it did rain that day. Come to think of it. Yeah. Nice. Our, yeah. That's our is our luck. That's our luck. <laughs> <laughs> you brought the rain. We yes. did. We did. So how did you originally become a trainer? Like, how did you get into fitness? So it was one of those things where I was always an athlete. I always loved sports. It was my physical way to express myself. When I was a kid, I was really shy. And so that was kind of like my first few experiences doing sports were positive. I always believe that like where, you know, some people, they are like, oh, I wish I did sports when I was a kid, but they had some experiences when they were younger that wasn't very positive or supportive, but mine was luckily very positive and I grew up being an athlete. And so it was like my way of expressing myself. Fast forward, I ended up playing golf for Baylor University, thinking that I was going to get groomed to be a professional golfer when I really was, let's just be real. I was doing it for my parents, (laughs) not for myself. But played at you know a ranked school and it was it was fun. It was that was my experience. And then afterwards, I had lost both my parents to cancer. And oh. then I ended up moving to LA because I wanted to be more of a creative. So I was a writer and I wanted to write comedy. Nice. And so I moved out to LA to to do that. <laughs> and to make ends meet, I was doing jobs like well, I was in sales at, at one point and I realized I needed more you know, a looser schedule. So I went from doing that to waitressing, to bartending. And then one day my best friend was like, you should be a trainer. And I was like, what? 
And she was like, you should be a trainer. She's like, every time we go work out at the gym, people always think you're a trainer anyways. They're always asking you. <laughs> I was like always getting annoyed. Like, why don't they leave me alone? I just want to work out. And she was like, you should be a trainer because you like doing it anyways. Might as well get paid to do it. And at, fir- at first I was like, I don't know about that. Like, I was already an athlete at one point. I was like, I don't want to be a trainer. So I let it sit in with me for a while. And then I finally was like, actually, that's a good idea. So studied, took the test. Six months later, I was a trainer at Equinox. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's really cool. That's a rapid ascent. It is. So I'm just curious. I feel like to play golf at that level is extremely time consuming. Like, first off, to play golf at any level is time consuming. Like, it's not a fast paced sport. Right? Like, <laughs> like you got to carve out a chunk of the day, even if you're good. Right. So I'm just curious, like, like if the dream was to go be a comedy writer, like how did that work in tandem with golf? Like to have the writing chops to go out to LA to take a crack at that. I'm thinking you must have done a lot of writing and had success at it. How do you do both simultaneously? That seems like a lot. <laughs> well, the writing didn't come along until I was older, but I did. I drew a lot when I was a kid and I used to create stories a lot when I was a kid. But golf was, it was a family thing. So like my parents were huge golfers. You know, we would go out to Florida a few times a year. I would even stay with my golf coach a few times a year and learn from him. And he taught like half of the PGA tour and the PGA tour coaches. And my family's a golfing family. So like even my nieces and nephews, they all play golf. So very, yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, I started playing golf when I was really, really young. But I was also a swimmer. I was also a soccer player. I also played volleyball. I played a whole bunch of other different sports. The swimming um, comes so, in handy, like if, if like you shank one of them, it goes in the lake. Yeah, swim merges to totally. It's like a triathlon. Yeah, right? guess, yeah. yeah. Go off, golf swimming. I think that that should be the next duo combo sport. <laughs> I'm thinking that's not going to take off. That's just that's just no, my just that's feeling. not a thing. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> do you still golf at all? Or are you were like, now you're like, I'm F golf. I'm completely done with it. I rarely play golf, which is so funny because, you know, I played golf every single day for 10 years to now I play golf maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. And what's crazy is that because I'm a movement coach now, I can actually hit the ball further and better. Now I'm not as consistent because I never play, but right. like the last time I played, I probably shot like nine over and that's not bad for the fact that I never play. So I do better now because I know more about how the body moves and the spiral lines of the body. And those are the athletic patterns that the body needs to do regardless of the sport, whether it's golf or it's tennis or it's swimming or it's soccer, or if it's throwing, if it's hitting, it could be boxing, running, gait pattern in general, all comes and stems from foundational movement mostly ground-based movement, what we started learning when we were babies. And so that's why I love flow so much. There's um, the quadrupedal movement really opens and closes the shoulder, has us aware of not only the, the shoulder and the spine, but also how the hip connects. And it's a, all one working system. Also, they've done a lot of studies recently about how if babies don't crawl long enough, they tend to be more autistic. So crawling patterns really help our left and right hemispheres of the brain connect more and create more of that coordination and spatial awareness and all that stuff. And we have so many nerve endings in our hands and our feet. So they're like super highway connectors for us, right? So we have the most nerve endings in our hands or feet, 
our private parts and our mouth. And so the more it's that we also a use, private part. Sometimes, what? Yes, also a private part. <laughs> oh, we're going that way, Tom. Yeah, I mean, maybe like on a birthday or anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> this is <Sorry>. very true. <laughs> so weird. Um, anyway, I have a yeah. question about the babies. Um, <laughs> so when you were saying that, like the not crawling as long can be indicative of autism do they think that it's like a symptom or do they think it's a cause that like if, if, they the, if the baby more. had crawled longer then maybe that wouldn't have occurred or do they not know i mean i think it, it's always going to depend on the situation and you know how much movement those babies are having in general but mm-hmm. i will say that myself as well as the clients that i've trained when i retrain them how to do primal patterns and groundwork patterns on the ground when we go more to upright things, they're a lot quicker at learning. They can have more focus. They tend to be calmer because the more points of contact you have with the ground, the nervous system kicks in to parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest. So you go into a more calm state and your brain and your body are able to take in more information. And so that's why people are like, oh, mobility, mobility, mobility. At the end of the day, mobility is strength, but you don't have as much access to mobility if your body feels unstable, if your nervous system is jacked up. So just putting people down on the floor, that's why it's so people have a lot of fun when they're doing it. It's just a safe environment for the body in general. And so that's why we can get more mobility gains, more power gains, more connection and awareness of our body and and our spatial awareness. I'm curious how you went from I'm going to focus on mobility because I've taken like the NSAM personal training and it doesn't talk about any of the stuff that you just said, which was all absolutely fascinating, by the way. But like, how did you like get from one to the specialty? You know, how did you go there? Honestly, it was all an accident. I'm I'm just always a curious person. When I do anything, I want to know everything about it. I used to consider myself a slow learner, but really it's that I like to really be meticulous and break things down. So when I was a younger trainer, I was all about strength training, circuit training, HIIT training. And because of my athlete background, I also used to train more like an athlete in a weight room. And it was great. I was really strong, but I was kind of immobile. And especially for a sport like golf, you need to be more mobile. And so even after I quit playing golf competitively, I had a lot of neck issues, shoulder issues, back issues, because also sport is not designed to make the body balanced right? You play golf, you're swinging the club right to left thousands and thousands and thousands of times. You're not learning how to swing it left to right. It's only right to left. And so there's a lot of imbalances that get put into the body, right? And that's every sport. I think a lot of times people will will go, oh, I'm going to get back in shape. I'm going to run a marathon or I'm going to start playing hoops on the weekends with my buddies. And then they get injured because they don't realize that like sport is not designed to create healthy bodies. Sport is sport right? It's not that it doesn't make us healthy. It's healthy for us to play and to move and all those things. But we have to remember that they weren't like, we're going to create a golf swing so you can have a balanced body. It's <laughs> right? task oriented. Right. It's task oriented. And those are, those are still very important to be healthy and skill acquisition and all that stuff is extremely important. So it's, it's kind of balance of the both. And I'm a really big believer that you want to mix your athletic ability and skill, but also balance it out with other start types of patterns. And so to answer your question, it's a long answer to your question, is that I realized that I had a lot of issues in my neck, in my back, and my shoulder. And I wanted to correct them. And I would get frustrated when I couldn't do certain things or 
I was in my early thirties and I was like, I have all this pain, but I shouldn't because I'm technically strong. Then I started getting older clients as well who had a lot of issues. So I started just investigating and getting curious. And I'd heard about primal movement and animal flow and Edo Portal. And I wasn't a yogi at that point yet. And then this one year, I was introduced to yoga. I was introduced to flow. I was introduced to primal movement. And I just nerded out. And I started taking like every certification that I could about these things and trying to mix it in and incorporate it with what I already did. And then my body started healing and getting better. I started being able to lift heavier weight. I started, my endurance got better. I lost weight faster by doing less. It was just like all these things, right? It sounds like a magic pill. That is absolutely fascinating. I'm sure that you probably feel like something that everybody should do is mobility, but is it something that everybody needs to work in a little bit or is it something that everybody should move from whatever they're doing to mobility as the focus and other things as like supplemental? Like what's the optimal balance for the typical person who is looking to get in shape? I can't really say like everyone should do X, Y, Z because everyone's different. You're going to have one person who is really strong, but stiff. There'll be another person could be the exact same age who is really mo- like really mobile and maybe hyper mobile, but not strong. Or you can have a blend of the two. But the goal is you want your strength and your mobility to match. And that's where you're going to prevent unnecessary injury and really bulletproof your life. And it depends on the goal. If I'm training an athlete versus someone who's just like, I just want to lose a little bit of weight and be able to play with my kids. Or if it's someone's like, I'm a professional golfer versus I'm a weekend golfer, right? But at the end of the day, yes, I think everyone should have a mobility practice. Regardless, it's going to be good for your nervous system, weaning off stress. It's going to be good for teaching you focus because mobility is earned. Some people are like, oh, you're just naturally mobile. And I'm like, I'm really not naturally mobile. I, I used to lay on my stomach to read a magazine or book and that would hurt my lower back. That's how tight it used to be. Wow. So yeah, where that hurt. And, that, and so I had to really work to get to that place of being able to also trust my body. And so when people have asked me, what, do you, what is like strength and, and confidence mean to you and your body? It means that I have the ability to perform different tasks, whether I know I'm going to be good or bad at it at all. And, but I know I'll have fun and enjoy it. And I think that a lot of people don't think about it that way. They get a little too performance-based. And I totally understand because I used to be that. <laughs> Still <laughs> am sometimes. And so I think everyone should be doing some sort of mobility practice at least a couple times a week just to maintain where they're at, whether their goals are strength, whether their goals is weaning off stress, whether their goals is just to be able to move well for the rest of their life. So when you say that strength and mobility should kind of be equal, is there a metric for gauging mobility? Like, oh, how mobile are you? I'm a, I'm a six. Like, is there <laughs> six mobile? Is there six mobile? Yeah. Um, six A. Like, is there, is there a, a spectrum, a gauge? Is there any sort of weighted um, to, to judge? There, or there are definitely, there's definitely some gauges for measuring what is optimal mobility and optimal strength and optimal flexibility. But I personally think it's based on what are your daily activities? What are you living life for? And yes, there are some certain ones like, you know, you want to be able to lift your arm over your head without your ribs flaring and jutting your neck and things like that, because then it's going to cause other issues in the body. 
you know, there's proper gait patterning. Sometimes people will go on long walks and they come back home and they're like, oh, my back hurts. Well, then that's an issue with like a certain gait patterning that they're doing when they're walking. So there's certain amount of internal and external rotation that needs to happen at the hips and ankles for people to have proper gait patterning. And that also comes from connection to your deep core. So is there a measurement? Yes. But to me, the best measurement is, do you feel good? Right. Do you feel good when you do the things that you do? I think that's the best measurement. Okay. So it's not like, can you touch your toes whenever you bend over? (laughs) (laughs) But like, ideally, like we want to be able to touch our toes when we bend over, because that's also a safety mechanism for if you happen to fall down. Right. So it's not just, oh, I can touch my toes. It's I can touch my, I've worked to be able to touch my toes. So like if something happens in life, because life's not perfect, I fall and trip. I know I have the ability to catch myself and that teaches the body and the nervous system confidence enable and the ability to do things in real life. Right. So when I, when you think of those tests, it's not just, Oh, I can do this or that. Like what's the reason behind it? What's the purpose that also leads into the regular, regular life. Okay. Okay. So how would you say Mm -hmm. that mobility yoga is different than what I would call regular yoga? Like I see, classes on tonal, your classes that are specifically calling out that they're mobility flows, right? But there's also classes on tonal that are what I would just call regular yoga. So how are they different? I would say that the moves themselves are not always going to be different. It's the intention behind it. Okay. And so I think when it comes to mobility training, and it doesn't even have to be, it could be mobility yoga. It could be mobility strength training. Sure. Right. It could be mobility crawling. It's the intention behind it. And it's how you're cueing people to focus. That's where I like to differentiate in whatever, whenever I teach a client is I don't want them just to make the shape. I want them to really drive and activate through the ground or whatever's creating stability for them in their body so they can work to create that mobility. Because mobility isn't flexibility. Mobility is active flexibility, which is basically strength training. And so I think that there's no difference. It's more of the intention. So are you... Let's say if you're in warrior two, are you holding a warrior two pose or are you creating a short foot with that front foot? Are you lifting the arch of the back foot and drawing the edge of the foot into the ground? When you're reaching your fingers out in that yoga, that warrior two, are you driving your shoulder blades and abducting those shoulders away from each other? Do you feel a corkscrew in that front leg, right? It's all those intentions, making something easy, hard, right? We can all hang out in a plank for maybe like 10 seconds easily. But if you hold a, a plank and you're really driving into the floor pro- at like at full tension, that's when you're going to create change. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking I'm really good at making easy things hard. <laughs> I do it all the time. That's <laughs> kind of my jam. That's, that's a jam. You already have Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you end up an instructor at Tonal? Like, what was that process like? Okay, so I'm friends with Coach Liz, and I became friends with Coach Kate as well. So I thought it was through Liz. And apparently she had told me that they were having a meeting and they were trying to think of guest coaches. And someone else had said, what about Venus? And she's like, Venus is my friend. I can totally get her (laughs) to come in. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Cake. And <laughs> so apparently they were, were, were following, someone was following me on Instagram. Wow. So, yeah. So I, I guess that's how, but my Instagram is Venus to be fab. The number two, the letter B, F-A-B. That was my oldest email address when I was like a kid. And someone, <laughs> someone else already had Venus fit. Someone else already had Venus Lau. 
So I was like, I'm not into social media. I'll just use like this old email address. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. I, you make me feel a million years old when you're like, that's the email address I used when I was a kid. <laughs> I was like, an email when you were a kid. He didn't have well, how, he was no. a kid. <laughs> how old are you? How old are you? I'm 50. Okay. Yeah. I'm 41. I'm going to be 42 this year. Okay. So I'm not that far behind. Yeah. Or do you mean like a teenager kid? Or I meant like high school. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah, like my first email address yeah. I got in college. Yeah. So yeah, that would make sense. So I yeah. would like 20. <laughs> yeah. And it was like your student number. <laughs> and then it, it was like 9483264 at umsel.edu. <laughs> And it wasn't even that. Is it still like, your, that's still your email address. No. <laughs> yeah, I still like, once you know it, like, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm 943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943268-943
still will say that I kind of want to go back and take some stand-up classes, but I did sketch comedy for a while. Oh. So me and two of my best friends, we used to write sketch comedies and do sketch comedy. We won at LA Comedy Fest one year for best sketch. My best friend and I, we wrote multiple scripts together and we optioned one to a studio and it was starring a pretty big name. It never was made, so there's no point of saying it. But yeah, I was like, I was pretty serious about it. I wanted to be a, a comedy writer, but life threw fitness at me. <laughs> and I'm oh, really, yeah. really passionate about fitness as well. But it's, you know, it's not something that I'm like against, you know, I could see myself maybe going back to it for now. It's like whatever, whatever life brings me. <laughs> you don't really see a lot of fit comedians. You don't. And when you do, when you do, they're, they're not the funny ones. That's true. It's, yeah. They're kind of arrogant. And Joe Piscopo. <laughs> right. It's those <laughs> Right. Weird direction. It's true. <laughs> but it is funny when you talk about sketch like sketches and stand-up are such totally different muscles. Like I oh, like totally. I, I stand up and I, like I was pretty good at it, but like sketch and improv, I was awful at. Just awful. I couldn't get out of my head enough in improv to do it. And everybody would be like, Oh, join this troop. They're you're funny, you should do it. And I would go over and do it, and I'd suck so much. <laughs> Get out of here, Tom. They're like, that's weird. Who are writing those jokes for you? No, I wrote that. That stuff I did. It's just over here, not so much. (laughs) Yeah, I loved sketch. I I think that, but that's the performer in me. I was an athlete, so I love performing. But I'm really glad I did that as my background. Now that I'm an on-camera coach, I don't freeze up in front of the camera. I'm very much able to just like talk and and explain things and exercise while I'm doing it. And so that's something that I think that like a lot of other trainers or whether you're a trainer or not, like I always recommend people should take an on-camera acting class. That's a good idea. Everyone always says improv. I don't even think improv. I say take an on-camera acting class. It teaches you to focus in on words and become like the character of how you need to be and present yourself. And it, it forces you to get out of your head. I think that's because really it's good advice. Yeah. 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 Cause improv, you're still kind of in your head. It still has to be you. Right. And like the worst thing to say to someone who's uncomfortable is like, just be you. And they're like, yeah. I am being me right now. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> I am. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so do you incorporate humor into, into your classes or do you keep those things kind of separate? Is that not the right space for that? You're not supposed to have fun when you work out. What are you talking about? That's what I keep telling people. This isn't fun. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, of, co- of course. Of course, I want people to have so much fun when they're working out. And their days will all bring the fun Venus, like, what's up? And then there's going to be days where I want my client or my students to also really tune into their body and connect. If it takes humor, of course. I'm always about the humor. But yeah, I guess that's one feedback I get a lot from people is that when they meet me in person after they've taken one of my classes or something and they actually hang out with me, they're like, you're actually funnier than I thought you'd be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're funny for a girl. (laughs) You're funny for a girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious if it's different teaching for tonal than it is like doing your own practice, your own clients. Is that a different process for you or is it very the same? Same and different. Okay. So whenever I taught for tonal, I also thought of the audience of tonal, you know, and of, of like, what is the demographic of who I'm teaching? What are they used to doing? What are they used to seeing? You know, they're used to working on the tonal and cables and, and stuff like that. So I try to really tailor what I'm doing to that. Now, the moves that I select, are they that different? Not really. 
but I definitely try to tailor according to what I can tell that they may not be getting in their strength training that will support their strength training. And whenever I program things, I always think of spine, hips, shoulders. And I always try to make sure that they're getting the most amount of range of motion through the spine, the hips, and the shoulders. So whenever they go back to their strength training practice, that they'll be able to be a little bit more optimal. Also, if you guys have ever done flow or tried flow, whether it's yoga, primal flow, animal flow, edo portal method, there is also this other part of your brain that you got to use. There's a lot of coordination going on. So you're learning this new skill set. And that will have a carryover to how you focus during the strength training. Hmm. When I teach for my own students and my own clients, again, it depends on who's coming to my classes, but I definitely try to get people spine, hips, shoulders. There's always going to be some coordination value in there as well. And then also when I'm, I was teaching for tonal, I'm on a stage there's three cameras on me. There's <laughs> people saying cut. There's the battery of the microphone going in and out. <laughs> then there's certain lines. And then I have to talk to this camera. Then I turn and talk to this camera. So yeah, it's a little different. But Okay. okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's that's fair. Do they miss you guys down so you still look sweat the same amount of sweaty and, <laughs> and when they go to different angles? I was when you when you got three cameras on you and they're like, go to camera one, go to camera two, look from here, look from here, read the lines. Now just, just talk, tell them <laughs> you. story while you're working out. I was sweating the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> there was no fake sweat. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, Venus, that was really great. Can you do those reps again? And then like, tell a story while you're doing it. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, Oh, sorry. All right. Okay. <laughs> Once upon a time, I was doing a crab reach. And then the other day, I underswitched and I kicked through the door. <laughs> so, story. if someone's done my program, you'll, you'll get it. You guys haven't done it yet. <laughs> you don't get it. <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm going to go take it immediately. I've actually you gotta do it. focused on a lot of cardio lately. So, I haven't even been using the tonal nearly as much as I would like to. So that was one of my reasons for asking, like, I obviously we all only have so many days a week to work out. And when it's not, I wish that I had more hours to work out, but I don't. And so I'm always like, what's the best way to do it? You need to get your cardio in because I have weight to lose, but then you want to get your strength in, but you don't want to do too much of the strength because then you're building when you don't want to build. And then there's mobility. So it's like, and yoga and all of the, that kind of the side that's like relaxing and you need to center and do all that. And it's really hard to find like, how should you break this down in a way that's healthy, but you're still making progress towards your goals. You know, that's, that's hard. Well, it isn't like, I think we overcomplicate things. Also, a lot of people like you had just said, think to lose weight, you have to do cardio, which is actually not true. When you think of cardio, just think of like your heart rate, your heart rate can soar even when you're lifting heavy weights for short sets. And studies show that you can actually get stronger if you're having a longer rest period in between sets and allowing the heart rate to come back down. Everyone's different. Someone like me, it takes me a while for my heart rate to calm down. Some people, it takes a lot. I mean, it takes like nothing for the heart rate to calm down because they're already cardiovascularly have built that endurance. But at the end of the day, the more muscle that you have, the more calories you're going to burn the whole 24 hours of the day, whether you are exercising or not. So I always recommend women, if they want to lose weight, make sure you're building muscle. And also when you're building muscle and doing it in a specific set way, like drop sets and things like that, you will get your cardio in there as well. And then when they're doing the flows and the flows that I design, 
And if you're wearing a heart rate monitor, my, my heart rate goes up to like 160 or 170 sometimes when I'm doing my flows. Whoa. So you're getting your mo- mobility, you're getting cardio, you're getting coordination and your body weight strength training all at the same time. So I'm the older I get, I'm like, how can I optimize this to where I can take the least amount of time? So I don't feel like I don't have to work out for two or three hours to get this all in. Right. And so that's what I love about combining some flow with some strength training. You're going to get a little bit of everything in there. That is really good to hear. I like knowing that information. So now it's going to go on my list. I have a whole list. On the list. <laughs> I like it. The list maker. I am a list maker. I'm a project manager. It's not my fault. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I wish I was better at lists. I always like You're to say. You're creative. She's the project mm-hmm. manager and I'm the project. <laughs> and you're the project. Yeah. <laughs> Are you two say opposites? In some ways, yeah. But in other ways, no. Yeah. It's funny. Like we're both like uber competitive, but like only about certain things. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and we both love to talk. Like we, <laughs> we talk more than any other couple I know. We talk a lot. We are just like <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so we finally That's just awesome. like started recording and put into use. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's a matter. <laughs> but then when it comes to other things, like I like going outdoors. I like the nature aspect. I like working out. I like being fit. I like, I want to live a long time. And so I try to eat better. Tom's like anti all of those I'm very things. indoorsy. <laughs> I... You're outdoorsy and he's indoorsy. Yes. Got it. First day of spring. It's a tradition in this household to watch TV with the window open. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> my role. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's a big deal when he goes on a walk with me. It's like, yeah. oh, he's on a walk. <laughs> wow, university thing. That's her. <laughs> you, do, you, do you give him a treat when he's done? <laughs> a chicken nugget. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how well he did. Yeah. <laughs> But she can have a very negative outlook. So I'm the oh, one that's yeah, always that's like, no, no, no. It's they didn't mean it quite that way. Or here's here's another way to look at that. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> and like I get the Sundays, I call them the Sundays really bad. Yeah. And like, and Tom's always like, Well, you need to think about this, this, and this. And then I'm always like, That's true. Why don't I ever think of that on my own? Like, so he's always the positive, you know, the positive person. But nice. So yeah, we're very opposite in some ways. In some ways. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a match made heaven. <laughs> Much so better than the so first good. one. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I really want to see this journal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's your next podcast. You just read pages we've, from your journal. We've thought about it. We have. We've yeah. legit thought about it. Yeah, we're, it we're at least going to wait till his, both of his sons are 18. Yes. And older. <laughs> so yeah, at call. least 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. But anyway, (laughs) so do you have any advice for people who are new to tonal or working out in general, things that they should know from like day one? From day one, I would suggest learn the foundations. Don't skip to the workout. That seems like cool. Don't skip to the workout where you're like, Oh, I'm gonna burn the most calories or I'm gonna get so strong. Start with beginner stuff and get really good at beginner stuff. Like the better that you can be being a beginner, the easier, the more advanced stuff is going to be. You're going to learn it like that versus if you try to just roll through it really quickly. In fact, so like on my own app for Venus Fit, 
I have a beginner program and a, a strong and a strong start challenge and all that stuff. And a lot of times when some of my students are online students, they come on and, and they're like, oh, I, I didn't do the beginner program. I did the trifecta or I did the strength and flow. And I always say, why not? <laughs> and they're like, oh, because I'm a coach and I've been practicing for a while. And then later they'll ask me a question and I'll say, you would have had your answer if you would have been doing the beginner program. So my students who actually advance the fastest are the ones who will take the beginner program two or even three times before they advance to the next program. So foundations are key. Okay. Well, that's really good. Mm -hmm. It is. I accidentally did it right when I started because I was just like, see, this is where I get negative. I was just like looking at the classes and I'm like, that's scary. That's that's too hard. That's scary. I can never do that. That's that's way too fit. I can't keep up with that thing. And I just like, I'm like, there, that's okay. He'll never reveal which coach. No. I'm like, you happen to have, do you happen to have a class taught by a cartoon bear? That's seems like my speed. I'm seriously thinking maybe I should wear a cartoon costume and teach a beginner class because then it's like a year. It's not intimidating at all. That would be amazing. I got to write yoga bear. There you go. That's my gift to you. Yoga bear. Yoga bear. Yoga bear. See how long it takes for Hanna-Barbera to sue you. I like it. I like it. I was going to say Yoga Bear and her assistant, Tom. (laughs) Hey there, (laughs) boo-boo. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. And before we go, remind everyone where they can find you on social media. Totally. Thanks for having me. They can find me on social media. My handle on Instagram is Venus2BFab. So that's V-E-N-U-S, the number two, the letter B, then F-A-B, fab for fabulous. So cheap. thought you were Beatles. Uh, <laughs> yep, that too. And <laughs> on YouTube and Facebook, I am Venus Fit. And I have my own Venus Fit app. They can check me out there at venusfit.vhx.tv or they can just search for venusfit.com and there's another link that'll take them there. So thanks for having me here on the tonal. I appreciate it. And if anyone has any more questions, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. It sure does. Uh, What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next time? Next time, we're going to be talking to community member Tracy Dingman. She's going to talk about the difference between digital weights and free weights. Awesome. Well, until then, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. And they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash superset podcast while you're there, like the page and join the group. And remember, wherever you're getting your podcast from, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep lifting.
The Superset is made possible in part by support from Tonal.